Hello and welcome to another episode of VFX Talks, the show about leadership and development in the VFX industry. My name is Alfred Lindahl and today I want to talk about communication because communication is so important, especially in VFX. We rarely do VFX by ourselves. It's usually a team effort. So how well you communicate, it dictates how easy you are to work with and therefore how likely you are to get hired back on the next project or for people to want to have you on their team. And I would say that what really sets someone apart, like what sets a good artist apart from a mediocre one, it's oftentimes how well they communicate and therefore how easy they are to work with. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to give a few examples of what bad communication might look like. give some personal examples how how i've communicated and i'll also give you i will also give you some good examples what might good communication look like how would how do you want to communicate with your lead or your supervisor or your pm for example so hopefully you'll get something uh, useful out of this and i think if you just start to think about communication as part of your tool set as part of something that you can level up and get better at then you will see really great improvements in your performance and in your development overall. So uh, let's get to it. So I've been fortunate enough to follow a lot of artists over many years, both as an artist manager and as a teacher. I've been a studio owner with employees. And I've seen some artists develop really quickly going from maybe a junior position and intern position to more senior positions or lead positions in just a few years, while others, they struggle, not really getting anywhere. And what I've realized over the years, that mostly comes down to how well they communicate. It's of course, it's about their skill, but that's just like half the equation, but we usually focus all our attention on that half of the equation. We need to get better. We need to uh, learn new softwares or we need to get faster at modeling or lighting or whatever it might be. But we forget about this other really big part that is communication. And I think that holds a lot of people back. And I've also seen a lot of artists who struggle not when they're not getting promoted or they're not developing as much as they want to. They focus on, on the craft, they focus on getting better, learning new tools, but they would be so much better served by focusing on their communication and thinking more about how they deal with feedback and how they communicate with their, the people around them, their supervisors, their, their leads, for example. And I think how well you communicate, it really di- dictates how far you can get in your career and how quickly you get there. And I guess it gets more and more important the higher up in the hierarchy you get. As an artist, uh, as a grunt on the ground, it doesn't matter as much. It's still maybe 50% of how how well you're perceived. But when you get higher up, you get lead positions or you're a senior, then your communication is even more more important. It's like 80%. Of course, you still need to be really good at what you do. But your job is so much about communication, how, talking to other people, talking to other artists, communicating with leads and supervisors. 
So just think about it. If you have two artists in your team with the same skill level, they can do the same tasks, the same quality of work, where one is good at communicating and one is not that good at communicating, who would you rather hire back for the next project? Who would you have on your team? Or who would you promote? And as an artist manager, when I did performance reviews, we never talked about tools and techniques. That was never the subject of our, like when we tried to develop our artists, we always focused on communication and soft skills like yeah, self-leadership, which ties really closely to, to this. And I will probably do an episode about that later. But that goes to show that how big a difference communication can, can make, how big of your potential you can unleash if you just focus a bit on, on these subjects. And to some people, this all comes naturally. They're just good at communicating. They're easy to work with, the people that you want to have on your, on your team. But for the rest of us, for myself included, it doesn't come naturally to me. But the good thing is that we can learn this. And if you just start to think about how you communicate as a part of your toolkit, as a part of like what it takes to be a lighter, you have to be good at lighting, maybe look dev, and, but you also have to be good at communicating. And if you start to think about it, you're probably gonna improve a lot. And because most artists don't think about it, you can really, you can really shine and it doesn't have to be that hard. So to give an example of what, what bad communication might look like and how it can impact the people around you. I will talk about myself here because I have a hard time showing stuff that I'm not finished with, that I'm not completely happy with. So work in progress stuff included. Even after working in this industry for like 17 years or something by now. And that can be a really pain, a real pain in the ass for a supervisor or production or your lead, for example, because they need to see that I'm progressing in the right direction. And they need to see that sooner rather than later. So if I waste a day just to polish something to show to my supervisor, and then they say, oh, but that's the wrong direction. We have to throw that away and go this way instead. Then that is a day wasted. And that is bad for, for everyone because maybe someone needs to pick up my slack. Maybe production needs to reschedule stuff or my lead needs to juggle shots around. And a supervisor, like they're pros. They, they're used to looking at work in progress stuff. They're used to seeing a rough blocking or something, or they don't need to see a polished version of a shot to to judge the mood, for example, they can see a rough, a quick light setup, and then they can see, oh, that's the right direction, or maybe we should go more this way. And even if you're a superstar and you do deliver on the last day, but you haven't shown anyone any work in progress stuff in the meantime, then I'm pretty sure that your supervisor or your your PM might be really nervous because there's a gamble. Will this artist deliver? 
even if you're known for delivering the right stuff in the end, there will still be this unknown. Will it, will we get what we expect or will we get something else? So even for someone that is like a superstar, really knows what they're doing, showing like the work in progress stuff, that's, that's still really important because that makes you easier to work with. Just keeps everyone calm. Everyone spends the time on the right things. Now, hopefully you have a coordinator or a lead or someone checking in with you to avoid these situations. Maybe someone coming around every day, see how it goes. But still, if you are proactive and give this update to them proactively, then you're easier to work with than someone that sits and waits until the next round, for example, to raise an issue. So you're not as easy to work with in that case than if you proactively go to your PM and say, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to deliver on time. Or you go to your supervisor and say, this is my first blocking. What do you think? Is this in the right direction? Then you're easy to work with. Another example is if you push back on feedback. If you're in rounds or dailies or whatever, and you get some feedback from your supervisor and you don't agree and you push back and say, no, but that's not the way to go. I think we should do it this way instead. Then that can be really annoying, especially if your supervisor is a bit stressed, which they usually are. Because you have to understand that as an artist, you rarely have the full picture. You haven't been in all the client meetings. You don't know why they've taken all the decisions in this direction, for example. But of course, you should ask for clarifications and ask for questions and give suggestions, but just do it in a nice way and be open to the possibility that you might not have the full picture and that your supervisor might actually be right. But enough about bad communication. What does good communication look like? And how do you become that person that people want to have on their team and maybe hire back for the next project? And just starting to think about your communication as part of your tools, that, that is a really good start. But one thing that I learned from VFX supervisor Pietro Ponti, and I think we talked about it in my interview with him on the podcast, is it's almost too simple because he said something like, Try to make the jobs of the people around you easier. So try to make the jobs of the people around you easier. And when you start to think about it, it just makes so much sense. But what does that really look like? So as an artist, you usually interact with your lead, maybe a supervisor and a PM or a coordinator or someone from production. So I'm going to just give you a few examples for in those interactions. So if we start with your, your lead, what is your lead trying to do? What is their job? So maybe they're, they're trying to organize a bunch of shots, a sequence or something. They have a bunch of artists that they need to do, divide the work between. They need to work with the production to coordinate the schedule and see that they reach the milestones and so on. And of course, I oversimplify it a bit, but you get the point. So 
what does it look like if you try to make your leads job easier? So you can keep them up to date on your progress and maybe your plan for the day or, or the coming days. And you can flag if you run into problems. You can flag problems that you think might arise later. And um, if you're done with all your tasks, you can go to them and ask what you're going to do. And I mean, do it proactively. Don't wait until the next round or the next check-in. But of course, as always, there's some nuance to this because you don't want to spam your, your lead every five minutes. But you shouldn't wait for half a day until they check in with you. And then you raise your problem that you're stuck or whatever it might be. Another thing you can do that is a bit the next level is to keep a bit up to date on the planning for the sequence or whatever it might be. And also know a bit of what the other artists in your team are working on and how it's going for them. So that way you can suggest to your lead that, okay, I'm a bit low on work today. I'm still waiting for feedback on this. So what do you say that I go help this junior out? He or she might be struggling on a few shots or, but also the schedule for the next sequence looks a bit tight. So what do you say? Should I start working on that instead? Then you're really proactive and you help your lead. You're actually doing part of their job by suggesting things. And then you're a really, really valuable artist. Then you're really, you're e really easy to work with and you make their job easier. So what about your supervisor? When you talk to your supervisor, how do you make their job easier? And if you think about it, well, there's of course a lot of overlap with your lead and your supervisor, but let's focus on the more creative aspects. How do you make your supervisor's job easier? And that can be when you show them stuff, you tell them how far you are in the process, like, oh, this is a rough blocking, or I've almost done with the lighting on this. And then you tell them what you have left, what you think you need to do to, to progress to final or whatever. And you also say what you're going to focus on next. So they, they know, they get a sense of if you're prioritizing right. And if you do this, then first off, you're going to save them a lot of time because they don't have to ask those questions. And also if you, if you are moving in the right direction and you point out the right stuff, like, yeah, I, I need to fix this. I'm going to adjust the lighting on that. Then they don't have to, to point everything out. So, so then you save them a lot of time. You make part of their job. And also as a bonus, you really build trust. So if they see, oh, this artist is always suggesting the same things that I, I would suggest, I never have to give them feedback for them to progress in the right direction. Then you're going to build a lot of trust. And that trust is basically your seniority level rising. If your supervisor can trust you and know that, okay, this is going to look great. Let's give it to the, this artist. Then you're a more senior artist basically. So just by communicating in the right way, you can really level up. And also 
in those meetings in rounds or dailies or whatever, you might get some client feedback and it might be that your shot is omitted or whatever. And it can be really hard because as an artist, I know myself, at least I can get really attached to my work. We are creatives. We really pour our soul into this. So when you get some feedback that, oh, you need to scrap that and redo that, or your shot is omitted and you pour your heart into it, it can be really, you, you can easily be emotional and start to whine or get mad or whatever. But that doesn't really help anyone. You're just annoying to the rest of your team or you bring the mood of the room down or whatever. And even if you're a really good artist, the friction of working with you, if you start to whine and complain and people have to cater to your emotion, that friction of working with you might hold you back. So you don't, you miss that promotion or you won't get hired back the next time because you are so annoying to the rest of the team. So, so think about that. But of course you don't have to be, well, I would suggest you, you're not a robot and just say, yes, sir. And then go do, do the work. So you can show some emotion, but you just have to be professional about it and solution oriented. So if you work on something and you're really attached to it, and then the client comes and say, well, we need to go do it this way instead. If you say like, oh, damn, I worked on that for a week and now they want it changed. Do you know why? And then you might get an explanation like, yeah, it needs to cut better to this other sequence or they've reshuffled in the edit. And so we're going to cut to this sequence instead. Then you can say, ah, mm, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'll try that. I can probably have a rough version out by tomorrow. Then you're solution oriented. You, you might show some emotion. You might say, oh, damn, I really like the way that looked. Because that, that also shows that you're, you care for your, your, your work. But still, you need to be solution oriented and be professional about it because it is a job. And you probably get the picture by now. But let's go to production. How do you make their jobs easier? And if you don't know, you can just ask them. Like, what do you need from me? How can I make your job easier? And they will probably tell you something like, yeah, I need you to keep me updated on your progress. And I would like to like that you flag if you see something that might become a problem or that you run into problems, you get stuck. Something is taking longer than was planned for or that you, um, that you expected. And you can also think about how long will it take me to fix this if you run into a problem, for example, or if you are not able to reach your milestone, how long do you think you need to finish that? Because that's probably going to be their, their first question when you come to production and say, I'm think I'm going to miss this deadline here. Okay. They're going to ask, okay, when, when can it be finished? When, when, how long do you need to finish it? So if you, already thought that through beforehand, you can give a much better answer, a much more thought out answer than if you get caught off guard 
and you have to make something up on the spot. So that can be a really, really good tip when dealing with, with the planning and stuff like that, delays. So that's just a few examples. It's not, not rocket science. It's actually quite easy. If you think about this, how can you make the jobs of the people around you easier? And if you don't know, you can just ask, like ask, what do you need from me? How can I make your job easier? Do you like to see a rough version first or do you need it to be more polished? Like what state do we need my shot to be in before we can show it to the client and get client feedback? Or do you want me to tell you every time I finish a task or should I just move on to the next one? If you just start thinking about this just a tiny bit, you're going to level up so much and think about what are the people that are really good at this doing? How are they saying stuff? How do they take feedback? You can ob observe them and then you just try to do it yourself. And if you do this, I really hope you, you want to try this. I think you're going to see some great improvements. You're going to see great results. And just one last example. When I, like now I'm doing freelance work. I'm basically a one-man production studio. So I work with ad agencies or other other companies and I do everything myself. So I'm also the like production manager and dealing with the client. And when I get an email with some feedback or oh, do you need to change this or you need to fix this, then I can be really like, oh, I tighten up inside. For me, it's, it's like a punch in the gut when I get feedback like that I don't agree with. And my, my initial reaction would be to reply to that email. And maybe I will just say, sure, I can do that, even though I don't agree. Or I can write a long reply of why this isn't the best way of doing it. Or that I think this is a better way of doing it. I think it will look much better this way. But if I go against my my introvert feelings and I actually pick up my phone instead and I call the client and I say, oh yeah, I got your email. And then in like 95% of the cases when I thought their feedback was really something big, they just say, yeah, it looks really good, but yeah, I don't know about this that I wrote to you in the email. Uh, what do you think? And then they open up a dialogue and you get the reason why they wanted to change that. And then it just gets so much easier. And then in that conversation, they, a lot of times they say, oh, but maybe we shouldn't, we don't need to do that. We skip that feedback. And that is just by me consciously thinking of, but how can I communicate better in this situation? Maybe my client is not communicating as well. Maybe they should have called me in the first place. But at the same time, it's good to have a paper trail for your feedback. But if they send an email and then call me, or they send an email and ask, ask me to call them when I get it, that's what I use as a tool sometimes, that I send the client email, like, okay, this is a new version. I fixed this and this. Uh, please call me when you, when you see this, when you have time, because there's, there are a few things I want to talk to you about. Then that is 
so much more professional and the client is probably more happy and I'm more happy and we more quickly can reach like a, a final version or a, something that looks, looks nice. But yeah, it doesn't come naturally to me. I have to force myself and that goes up and down with, if I have a bad day, I might just reply to that email or I save that email for tomorrow and deal with it then. But when I manage to push myself and say, okay, what is the best way of de dealing with this communication wise? Because it, it is so much about the communication experience. If I do that, if I can take a step back, leave my emotions a bit and say, okay, yeah, I'm getting really emotional right now, but what can I do to be professional to, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. How can I be professional? How can I move this along in the best possible way, the most efficient way? Then it's usually to pick up the phone, call the client, talk about it. Anyways, like if you, if you think about it, if you just can detach for just a few seconds and like, okay, how can I, how can I deal with this? How can I say this in a good way? How can I communicate? Should I call instead of email? then you are just like the adult in the room, then you're a professional and then you just, you're so much easier to work with. And that was what this episode was all about. So I hope, I hope this helped. I hope you got something valuable out of this. And uh, again, I really hope you try it because I think you will see some, uh, some really good uh, effects from it. So my name is Alfred Lindahl, this is VFX Talks, I see you in the next one, cheers. <laughs>